0: Welcome to the Soul Full podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. This podcast is all about nourishing the mind, body, and soul. Whether it be personal growth, fuel, or movement, I'm here to support you as we are on this ever flowing journey together. Hello, welcome. I hope you're having a super lovely day. Um, it's literally been months since I recorded um but today i guess i was just feeling a little bit called to come back to it i've recently i guess not on purpose but maybe by accident stepped away a tiny bit from my spiritual self i guess you could say i've been so um swallowed maybe is the word by um or distracted maybe by all the things going on around me by Um, my work which um i have signed up for a lot (laughs) if i'm being honest probably too much though i know i am capable of doing it um and by other things in my um personal life that have just been um feeling a little bit chaotic lately so um i'm really happy to be feeling called back to it and i think actually what spurred it is um the other day I was having like a, well, not the other day, literally last night at dinner, I was having like a longer, more like, I guess, deep conversation with um, my current partner about um, a bunch of different topics. Like we were debating a bunch of different things on on perception versus reality, on um oh my gosh on self-esteem on on all these topics and I guess then I was also talking a bit about like my experience meditating because he's never meditated before um and it's kind of funny I guess how another person I realized like their opinion kind of affects um how you feel about something and I think like a good sign of 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 being with a good partner is obviously that you feel super comfortable talking about things and you um, don't feel judged and you feel like you can be the person that you want to be and you can try new things and you can express yourself um, in ways that might seem alternative to many people um, and they accept you as you are and I think that's probably one of the most important things and I think something um, that has definitely been missing before so um and like it's also important while i say this to be super mindful of of where your feeling of judgment is coming from and i guess this kind of connects to what we were talking about the other night about perception and like i was saying that it actually is so interesting when you hear people argue so adamantly for example about the exact words that someone said let's say someone you know, told you, okay, it's time to go, blah, 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 and there was two of you there, and you both seem to have perceived the situation differently. One of you thinks they were hostile, one of you thinks that they were just being direct, um, and, or, or you know, this is just a totally random scenario that I made up, but it could literally could be anything, but there are so many examples, I'm sure you can even think of them in your life, when you've been debating a topic with someone else and you feel so sure that you are right, that you remember the exact words that they say, you can hear them coming out of their mouth, and the other person is arguing so adamantly. And I think sometimes people forget um, about the, the concept of perception because I think that like when you feel so sure of what you heard, and someone else is arguing so adamantly that they heard something different, it's very natural to think that the other person must just be like it, you know, headstrong or determined—and like maybe they they didn't hear correctly, but they're arguing anyways, or um, maybe like they heard something wrong and they're just arguing anyways because they like to be right. Like it's very easy to fall in that sort of. Um, rabbit hole especially if it's something that's a personal statement and you feel defensive about it or you whatever the reasoning may be but there's I know I can think of like literally hundreds of times especially when I was younger growing up with my siblings like no you said this no I said that and it's just it's such an interesting thing because it happens all the time and actually what I think is that like there is no there, there is really no no reality. And I guess you can replay something back in theory if you could record your whole life and you could play a moment back. But what really we are expressing and whatever we interpret and everything we hear is never actually the exact expression maybe that it was intended. It's always your perception of the expression, right? So um, if someone were to tell you something and you perceive it to be, you know, them to be empathetic and genuine. You're more likely to be, um, empathize or sympathetic or, or, um, take whatever they're saying more kindly or, um, differently than if you perceived, you know, them to be angry or frustrated or whatever. Um, meanwhile, the way that that person delivers it, while most people are self-aware, most people are not, um, I don't think the average person, honestly, is 100% self-aware of the way of how they communicate things. I'm sure I've communicated things that maybe seem too direct, or maybe they seem indirect, or um, maybe I seem, you know, and this is really not to toot my own whore, but maybe I seem, you know, quote-unquote, too nice sometimes. Um... And it's interesting because as you get older, obviously, you realize different people need a different level of communication. So like I know personally, like some of my closest friends, if I were to speak to them about something that was bothering me, I would have to approach it more sensitively. Um, and I'm a sensitive and like emotional being as well. So um, should someone want to approach me about something, maybe that's a way in which I would want to be approached. Um, whereas I have other friends who I would need to be like quite blunt to, you know, communicate effectively. And that's actually better for that person because that's the way they understand what, you know, you're trying to communicate the most. They don't have to try to read between the lines. They don't have to, they don't maybe need the emotional comfort of like, I really love and care about you, but. And I think um it's really interesting as you get older and you realize those things, and then when you think about this concept of perception that everything in your life, no matter what it is, is actually just your perception you are never you are never able to experience reality as anything other than yourself um, and this came up because we were talking about hot thoughts. Um, and this is so interesting to me and I can't remember if I've mentioned this on a podcast episode before, but different people think differently. So for example, my friend Jade was telling me that she always hears her own voice. Um, and I was shocked because I don't hear my own voice in my head when I think. And, um, I I always, I honestly, I always thought, you know, in a movie when they play a scene and they show somebody walking and it's like a bit narrated, like you hear the voice of that character talking their thoughts over the film. So you know what they're thinking, what they're feeling. I honestly always thought that movies were like that because that was genuinely just like the easiest way to communicate thoughts and feelings. I thought that that was the easiest way to demonstrate what the person was thinking because in reality if I really think about it the way that we experience thoughts maybe i thought was like too complex to try to get too detailed and actually it's easiest for someone to just use their words to express how they're feeling over the i guess over the the image and those are an example of thoughts but i didn't realize that actually It's probably like that because a lot of people experience their thoughts that way. They hear their own voice in their heads. Um, And maybe this sounds crazy to you that I think it's crazy because that's how you've always thought and you thought that everyone experienced their thoughts that way. That's what Jade did. And um, I guess the two most common ways that people experience their, their thoughts or experience their thinking, I guess you could say, are through hearing their own voice and words, um, and pictures, um. So like, um, I hope he's okay with me talking about this. But my partner the other day was saying that he experiences, um, images, um, and when I said words or pictures, he wasn't. He was like, I don't know, and then when he started describing how he thinks, I was like, okay. For example, you asked me to pick up ice today. If I were to ask you to pick up ice, how would you think about it? And he said, I would like, I see scenarios, like I would see myself grabbing ice. And I was like, well, that's a picture. Um, So you experience pictures. And we were also talking about how like when you dream and when you close your eyes, do you see things from first person? Like, do you see things out of your own eyes or do you see it from a third party perspective looking at you and another person? Like if I, I have dreams all the time of like random scenarios and they could be like literally asking someone if they bought oranges the other day. And then I wake up and I think that it happened because it's like such a brief, so realistic experience that I just feel like the conversation happened. And then sometimes it's not until later in the day when I talk to that exact person and they were saying, you know, that like blah, 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 blah. And then I realized they hadn't told me earlier that they were buying oranges yesterday or whatever it was like something comes up that outs the fact that it was a dream. And sometimes that happens where I realize, like, Oh, that random brief scenario that I thought happened in my head didn't really happen. Um, and obviously some of my dreams are more like alternative, like they're just weird. Like I had one dream where I was like filling this pillow with beads And, like, someone was getting mad at me while I was moving these beads from this one pillow to another pillow. Like, I don't know what was happening. And my dad was there, and he was agreeing with the other person, and I was, like, getting so upset. (laughs) I don't know what the beads represent. I Honestly, I wish there was, like, more that we knew about the subconscious mind so I could unpack this. If anybody knows anything about beads in a dream, let me know. (laughs) But um, that was a really interesting... um, dream. And for it to happen at that moment in my life with that exact person was weird. Um, But anyways, um, so we were talking about, you know, when you dream, do you see it from third party perspective or do you see it from your own eyes? And I often see from third party. And um, my partner was saying that he experiences sometimes from um, his own eyes and sometimes as a third perspective. So I was like, okay, so if you're imagining a scenario, like you said, you you see scenarios, would you see it from your eyes looking at me, or would you see it like from over there looking at us sitting at this table talking over dinner? He was like, I would see it from over there. And and I would see the same. Um but I feel like I don't experience as far as my own thoughts, I don't experience a voice and I also don't experience pictures. Um, in my dreams, I see, like, scenes, and I don't hear voices. I just, like, know that they said something, if that makes sense. Like, I I will never hear somebody's voice say, like, did you buy oranges today? But I know, I just have a knowing that they told me that they bought oranges. And I guess that that's the best way to describe all of my thoughts. I don't hear a voice. I don't see a picture. I just have, like, a knowing. Um, I guess you could say maybe, like, an impulse. And I guess, actually when I think about it, like, this way of thinking, I think, has really lent me, um, and made space for me into, I think, the realm of spirituality a little bit, um, as you, like, connect with, an a lot of spirituality, I think, is about, like, connecting with an inner knowing, and I think, like, the biggest pinnacle of spirituality, which I think people don't always talk about, is actually that, um, it's really just about truth. Spirituality is about, or not truth, well, also truth, but trust is what I meant to say. Spirituality is about trust. Um, and it's, like, a, a trust in, in a deeper level of yourself, that there is a knowing there, that there's, you know, thoughts and, and things that can be communicated, that, in, that you have to be open to receiving. Um, and I think, like, as people let themselves, like, guide themselves through life... Um, whether you feel, you know, whether you believe in, in some kind of God or deity or higher power or higher self, um, talking through you or guiding you, if, if you connect with something like that, um, or if, if you believe that truly it's just you, um, I think the idea is that you trust yourself, um, and that you try, you have like a over- arcing sense of trust like in the universe and and in life and it doesn't mean you don't go out of your way to try to make things happen for yourself you don't you know wake up and and not put in effort because you just feel like things are going to happen but you trust that you know when you put in the effort when you put in time and and you trust yourself that you can and um, I remember there was this quote and maybe I've referenced this also before I can't remember it's been so long since I've been talking on this podcast um but there was this quote that I was like obsessed with in grade 10 or maybe a bit later um and it was a Blair Waldorf quote and it said destiny is for people who oh my gosh and I'm blanking on it I have to think about it for a second Oh yeah, okay, it says, sorry, I had to think out loud (laughs) if you heard that. But she says, destiny is just a lame excuse for people letting things happen instead of making them happen. And I think like there, while you can believe in a destiny and in a future and and in a path, um, I think that it really is a balance. You can trust in a path when things aren't going the way that you thought they were going to or something takes a dramatic turn. I think there's like a level of trust that you can connect to that that something is working out, that something is going in your favor, that actually this was for the best, that you can, you know, take the next step to pull yourself out of whatever it is, that you can trust yourself to heal, trust yourself to care about yourself, trust yourself to love yourself more than enough. Um, These are all pinnacles, I feel, that are exceptionally important in life, whether you are a spiritual being or not. Um, And maybe someone who is a spiritual being would believe that we're all actually spiritual beings, no matter what you believe. Um, But everyone has their own different sort of experience in life. Um, And that's a bit of mine. But I do think, with that said, like while you can allow something you know, a sense of trust, a sense of purpose to guide you, especially when times are low. It's also important that you do act in a way that shows that you're ready to receive whatever you want to receive. So if you want to receive, um, I don't know, if you want to receive some kind of move in your career or in your family life or um, within yourself, like whether you need some kind of personal growth, you can't just obviously sit around and wait for it to show up. Things don't just like drop at your door because they feel like, oh, maybe you want this today. No, things show up at your door because you show up for them. Because you, uh, like, for example, let's say you bought a new couch, okay? You bought this beautiful new couch. Maybe you bought the cloud couch, okay? <laughs> Super expensive couch from Restoration Hardware. You bought the cloud couch. You would never buy that couch unless you had a home that was going to fit it, right? So, for example, um, I am obsessed with my apartment. I live in an apartment in Stockholm, but it's 36 square meters, I believe, um, which is actually perfect size for me, right? Like, I walk in, I have a little entrance area, and then I have, like, a one whole wall is like a kitchen and then I have like a little dining area and then I have a couch with a glass coffee table and a chair and a tv or whatever although to be honest I've literally turned on my tv twice since I moved here almost two years ago (laughs) and then I have windows and a balcony and then I guess a little alcove I guess you would call it that goes back to where my bed is and then there's a bathroom and a closet um so it feels like I love my apartment because it's perfectly big enough for me, and then I also have like separation of spaces. Like The entrance isn't part of the main area. The bedroom isn't part of the main area, even though there's not officially a door. Um, But I love that about my apartment. But for example, no matter how much money I had, I would never order the restoration cloud couch in this apartment because it would take up the whole apartment. You welcome in things that you have space for. So, you know, if you want, like, a different body, if you want a different partner, if you want a different job, if you want a different life, you have to make space for those things to exist. You can't just wake up and assume that they're just going to show up at your door. Like, if I want that couch, and that's my goal, I would need to, like, maybe I would need to save money if I was going to buy an apartment that was bigger, or if I was going to move, like... And I would have to be looking online to find a bigger apartment and maybe I would have to consider different areas that I want to live in where, you know, where where is property value going up? Like there would be so many aspects that I would have to consider and then there would be effort have to be put in. Like if I want a new bigger house, like maybe I need to have more money to set aside towards how much my monthly costs are for that. Um, so maybe then I would need a raise in salary. Like there's just, there's so many levels and obviously people are comfortable different things, right? Like different people wish to save more money and different people wish to spend more money and different people have different balances and different perceptions of what it means to save money. You know, some people save that's like I don't know, a hundred dollars a month, and that's saving money for them. Some people save ten dollars a month, and that's saving money for them, especially if they're like young and don't have a job, or old and don't have a job. And then there are people who sp- save like I don't know, ten thousand dollars a month or more, and that's to them not still not a lot of money because they could save more. There's just people have different priorities, and that that's again an example of perception, right? Um, but let's say if I want the cloud couch. I would have to alter other aspects of my life to make space for it. The cloud couch would look like not <laughs> look good in my apartment because it would take up the whole thing. It's not welcome here, really. Even if I welcomed it, even if I wanted it, even if it was the best thing in my whole apartment, it wouldn't really make sense and it wouldn't fit so well. And to be honest, I think the couch that I have fits better. But if I want to upgrade my life in one way, then I need to do all the things to prepare for whatever it is to be welcomed in. If you want some kind of miracle to happen that aligns for you in something that you've been working hard at or something you've been wanting to grow in, like you have to show up and make space and, and, and show the universe, whether you believe in a higher power or not, or a universe or not, apart from this, the scientific sense. Um, you have to show up and, and show the world that you're making space for that that you are ready to make space and that you're ready to receive it. So you can start by putting in the work. You can start by showing up for yourself. You can start by making priorities. You can start by aligning aspects of your life to make room in the ways that you wish to grow. And then when you keep showing up, just this is where the trust comes in and this is where the destiny comes in. Like show up, Put an effort and then trust that it's gonna align. Trust that it's gonna work out for you. Trust that it's gonna show up for you. Trust that you're gonna that you can trust yourself. Trust that you can trust yourself to get everything to line up and show up the way that you want it to. And if you think about it even one step further, your mind is so much more powerful than your body, right? Like I think we we know that for sure scientifically that. You know when you tell people something different they're able to live differently when they believe or perceive something to be different like they've even found people who i remember when there was like horrible horrible earthquakes in haiti and you know so many buildings collapsed and there were people stuck and i remember i think i was in grade seven or something i was quite young but i remember they pulled a girl out of the rubble like maybe something like i can't remember if it was nine or 13 or something but so many days, and she had been alive in the rubble because there had been, like, a... She had somehow got caught um, where there was, like, a, some kind of pipe or something. Like, I think she was in the shower when it happened, and she was getting a tiny bit of water into her mouth every day, um, just, you know, being stuck the way that she was. There was some water that was able to come in, and when they pulled her out, they asked her how long she thought she'd been in there. She said two days... said you've been there like approaching two weeks and I think like that's a perfect example you know while the human body can can survive like I think mentally if you were aware I've been stuck in rubble for two weeks and you had no hope I don't know if you would make it that far and like I feel like your mind is really what saved you and I think I remember also when I was younger we had some some speech by some people who were survivors of the holocaust and they had said like the people who survived, not that it was a victory to survive the Holocaust maybe, but um, more like a terrible tragedy maybe to have to live that way every day for so long, but um, the people who survived were the people who didn't give up hope that it was going to stop, that they were going to get out. Um, and I realize maybe this has taken like quite a sad um, toll, but the purpose of what I'm trying to communicate is that Like people's minds have literally saved their lives, uh, have literally like pulled them out of situations in which we can't even fathom nowadays. And if you were able to control your mind and control your thoughts to perceive a world in which a way that it benefited you, right? Like imagine even if you think about changing the way that you saw yourself, how feeling good about yourself would affect you every day. Your perception of yourself and of life and of things working out for you um, would dramatically improve the quality of your life. If you believe you can do something, then you do it. If you believe you um, are a good runner, you're more likely to run. If you believe... Um, you will own a successful business, you're more likely to work hard at your business because you feel like it'll be successful. If you believe that you deserve a promotion at work, you're more likely to show up and work hard at work and, and eventually receive a promotion. Like there, And obviously there are elements in life that are not fair, but for the most part, your perception of reality is actually your whole reality. You will never be able to see the world from someone's eyes other than your own will never be able to see it as something other than yourself and I guess today I just I want to close this episode off by just saying that I'm super thankful that this came up and it was because of my conversation yesterday and sometimes I can even feel a bit shy talking about any sort of I guess spirituality beliefs or experiences that I've had um, to people in person that I'm that I, I guess people that I haven't spoken to about it before, um, and it's so interesting because you can, I, like, obviously here I am recording this, and I feel comfortable posting it, um, but it's, it's interesting when you have to still navigate, like, a little bit of almost shyness when you want to share about it in person, um, and I think, like, I'm, I'm really happy with myself that I, I did, because I've been reflecting and I've been, I think, getting a lot more in touch with myself today and and what I want and what I desire, and I feel really good. I also went to the gym, which really helps. Like, I just moved my body. I did literally just a 30-minute, like, HIIT class, like a high-intensity class where you do, like, some kind of different uh, moves, some, like, squat jumps and stuff, and um, it felt really good, and I think that that got my brain flowing, like, in more positive... Um, ready to receive positivity sort of mindset and um, state of being. Um, So if you haven't today, obviously I really recommend moving. Drink water, maybe put some lemon in it and some salt. Um, Everything that comes to you in this life is in your control and so obviously you can create your own reality and, and build your own life however you would like to. It's all up to you and You have more control than we act like we do every day. We're never at the mercy of situations or other things. You can always choose how you react to things and then therefore change the outcome. And so why would we not do everything that we can to change our thoughts, to make our experience of reality more positive, to change our own perception of what's happening day in and day out? Okay, I hope you have a super wonderful day and i from all my love, Audrey.